0: Welcome to Reigns and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network. What happened this week? Well, anti-abortion advocates want to block Texas highways? Elon Musk blames the Anti-Defamation League for 60% drop in ad sales on X twitter Pastor forcibly removed from a school board meeting for reading aloud porn book from kids' library. Donald Trump wallops Biden in unlikely voter poll. In a flashback to last week's discussion, retailers eager for a tsunami of business from Gen Z so- shoppers. And uh, what the Cochrane Review says about masks for COVID-19 and what it doesn't. Finally, U.S. Virgin Islands says J.P. Morgan notified Treasury of more than $1 billion with a B. And Jeffrey Epstein, human trafficking transactions after he died. And that is a <laughs> prolific dead person right there. Anyway, I'm Henry Rains. I'm Mark Edge. And this is Rains and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network. Mark, oh, I I gotta get some sound effects because the last 24 hours, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. (laughs) Nobody knows. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I know you've seen your share of (laughs) trouble. 24 hours. I try to avoid it as best I can, but. You I never, did get
1: bit by some sand flies out here on the beach in Honduras, so that was pretty
0: rough. Do you, uh, you don't have a, a motorcycle street bike now, do you? Did you ever? No. Last time you've ever had a motorcycle? Um, last time I
1: had a motorcycle that I can think of would have been in my teen years.
0: So, 18. I seem to remember that.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm against them, generally.
0: Well, you don't want to be against them when they're hot because you'll get a burn from that stuff. But, <laughs> yes, you certainly can. Yeah. You know, what I, what I made me think about when you said, you know, you're you trying to avoid trouble. And I, I'm at that age. I like to avoid trouble too. I've been, I've been at the age of liking to avoid trouble for quite a while, not always successful at it, but the number of seniors that have street bikes and not yep. not the crotch rockets with the cafe racer styling you know i don't see too many 60 somethings on those they're on their their hogs their uh, other v twins from other manufacturers that they seem to like that they have a much they have a much more
1: adult seated position
0: yes right and But the thing is, way back when I had raced motocross bikes, I was like high school age, Mm -hmm. but I did have a bike I could ride on the street, and I just fell once on the street at a very slow speed, and I looked at how much of the skin on my arm came off just from a moment of contact with pavement. Yeah. And I don't want to have that experience again. and if I were to go out on a bike, I you know the, really the only way you can protect yourself is with leathers from pavement rash like that. Yeah, and then you might as well just walk get into a car if you're going to put on a set of leathers. Well, especially in Florida, that's a little bit hot to be out there. Yeah. Plus, you look so silly being the only senior citizen in leathers on your Harley Davidson with your significant other on the back there weighing down the shock is it are, do harley davids have unishocks uni now like most motorcycles or do they oh, still I have all right I'm, I, I apologize for showing my ignorance to all the riders because i have a lot of friends that, that ride them a lot of a lot of females too in their 50s and 60s have their own bikes i'm like don't know what happens maybe it comes from managing orthopedic offices And at one more than others, because the, the second one, the the later one that doctor wouldn't even take call on an ER, but we got a lot of ER um, motorcycle calls back in the nineties and you saw a lot of external hardware sticking out of people uh, that came (laughs) in to see us on that. So I, I have a very uh, healthy respect for what can happen if when you're not upright on a motorcycle.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I uh, people have to do what they have to do, and obviously, motorcycles have as many rights on the road as anybody else. It's just that, to to my mind, um,
0: you know, it just but doesn't seem like you've got a 30 year old man does not need does not have to be on a a, a two wheel vehicle that'll go well over 100 miles an hour much quicker than any car will, barring perhaps a Tesla.
1: Yeah, well, um, for me, it's just the protection, right? You, you just don't have the protection on a motorcycle that you do on a car. And um, add to that that uh, motorcyclists are motorcyclists' biggest enemy, if you want to make generalizations. Um, you know, Most of the places I see motorcyclists, they're weaving in and out of traffic, they're running down the center line, they're doing any variety of things. Now, certainly not every motorcyclist is doing that, and the 50-year-olds on hogs are least likely to do these sorts of things. But the reality of motorcycles is they don't provide the protection the cars do.
0: And how do they Not even the so smallest car at Peggy's Corral out on US 41 there. You uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We talk about not going hyper local, but everybody in their greater metro area has a Peggy's Corral where you drive by and you see 24 motorcycles of the Harley genre there and you know every one of them the youngest one in the crowd is 50 years old and they're sitting there drinking for two or three hours and they come out and it's just i just it's beyond me it's uh, it's it's like the the people need to go to our podcast site and go back and listen to our observations about boomers versus millennials versus Gen Zs, and I was really the open-minded one about it all, but I am so closed-minded now. I'm being the old, grumpy, get-off-the-grass guy now, except I'm telling it for other seniors, get off the bike and protect yourself and your hips. You know, <laughs> their <laughs> fractures are no fun. Well,
1: um, I would say that generally bikers uh, have, are largely ignored by police these days simply because... Um, you know, bikers ain't what they used to be. They're old. There, there was...
0: why, why, why do they need to pay attention to that? Right,
1: right. Uh, b- and uh, I've heard it said on the internet that uh, bikers are the largest cosplay organization in America, which is basically saying that they just dress up and buy motorcycles for fun. Now, I don't know. Because I'm not a biker, but this is what I have heard on the internet. So, um, you know, if you like your bike, then uh, ride your bike.
0: I, I can't go there with you, Mark. Cause okay, like if, if you're cosplaying um, a Harry Potter thing, whatever the game is with the, the broomstick between your legs, mm-hmm. and you're not... You're Witch? Not, yeah, that. I can tell I'm I, I'm I'm alienating all of the generations today. It, anyway, if you're out there running around like that and you're not flying that broom, that's cosplaying. <laughs> now, if you're on a motorcycle and you're riding the motorcycle and you're dressed like a motorcycle rider, is that really cosplaying?
1: Um, I don't know uh, because I'm not in the cosplay world. But well, you brought it up. If you're dressing up like something you're not. I suppose that's that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the businessmen going to work in suits, are they cosplaying? I guess they're. you could make the argument.
0: They're cosplaying competency? <laughs> right. Well, anyway, the point being is you never know what's going to happen. Just like I didn't know what happened, bringing it all back to me, because that's really where this started, about me and my 24 <laughs> hours, was when I was rear-ended, by the car that was hit by the car behind the car that hit the car that I was in. And no uh, damage, now I may I may retract this at a future date, I reserve that right, but no damage that I'm aware of uh, to my body or my car. But it was an annoyance, and it wasn't pleasant. And then, again, it's about me, Mark. Uh-huh. I was already had a bad day going. And then Susan decided that we needed to bring the two strays that had been hanging out on the access road to our community for, to bring them home last night because they couldn't be out. Me. Are we talking
1: about stray dogs?
0: Yes, two stray dogs. Okay. One, a. It, it could be a Labrador mix, but it's as much of a Labrador, black Labrador, as I can judge, as anything else. And then a smaller dog, a female. That was The Labrador is a male. The female is probably about 35 pounds and very, very sweet. But I was like, let's just leave them a bucket of water and leave them some food. They look hungry. They look thirsty. We don't want them to dehydrate. Mm-hmm. And somebody will come looking for them or somebody will see them and want a dog, or animal control will come by. And we live in a community that you can't have a dog that's over 40 pounds. We already have two cats, so you can't even have a third pet. How do the cats feel about these new dogs? They feel betrayed. i bet they do. The female feels very betrayed. She, she's given us that look that she reserves on the hierarchy of how betrayed and disappointed she feels with us. It's it's maximum disappointment and betrayal. Tommy, disappointment
1: is a powerful the
0: from cat. Tommy and I have a habit of watching uh, YouTube together, and we like to watch um, Unusual Animal Friends.
1: This is you and the cat.
0: Yes. Well, the male cat, the female cat, uh-huh. seem to find that as interesting as Tommy and I find that. Go figure. Yeah. Well, and so he saw the we – we've got – we call it a garage, but the door is only as wide as a person, so you really couldn't get your car in there. But it's the size of a garage at the back of the carport. And <laughs> we have them in there, so they come back and forth through the carport there, and the cats can see them there. Tommy was, like, sort of, in his cat-like way, being friendly to the dog as it came by. Like, nodding its head, and, like, you know, you could, you could rub my head if you want, dog. Uh, but... The dog was like, that cat's just putting its head out there for me. And I don't think it would have ended well uh, for the dog's nose or for Tommy's uh, head. His imagination of of how dogs and cats get along. Uh, he, (laughs) he He just sees cats and ducks and cats and dogs and cats and birds all playing together and having fun. And he's just got the female cat that they play occasionally, but that's that's not, it doesn't look as good as a video.
1: You're lucky they can live in the same house. I mean, you know, unless they're litter mates, cats can be very difficult about uh, getting along. They can be. Why? Um, Because cats are not really domesticated. They just live with us. Well, maybe we aren't the ones that are domesticated.
0: but I, I think that there's a better argument for that. Yeah. Well, so anyway, we worked on that. We got the them scanned for chips this morning. One has a chip, one doesn't. We're hopeful that the big one will find a home, find its way home tonight. We don't know. And then I guess I probably just should not. I guess
1: there's them. some people that are probably pretty worried, right? No. Oh, what? I guess there's some people that are probably pretty worried about him. I'm pretty worried about him. Well, what's the uh, system if you find a dog um, that uh, that one should go through? Um, how how, do you, how does one make sure that a dog gets back to where it belongs?
0: Oh, we're going to do a public service. Uh, right. Most most pets, uh, most common pets, like uh, the cats and dogs, ha- are chipped now. And I'm all for chipping people at this point in time. I used to be against <laughs> that, but I'm like anything that makes... Uh, people a little less inconvenient for me. I'm (laughs) for voluntary chipping. (laughs) You're for voluntary chipping? Voluntary chipping. Go ahead and chip yourself if you want. There should be an age limit. I mean, I'm ready. Anyway, I digress. So you you scan the, you bring the dog in, and they have this magic wand or, like, TV control-looking thing over it. And, you know, if you hear a beep, that means it's got a chip in it and they get the number and then they access the database. And so it turns out that Bruno had a chip, has a chip in him and uh, Bruno was in the database and Bruno's um, you know, in the old days we used to call them owners, but uh, Bruno's parent has been informed that uh, adopted parent has been informed that somebody has the dog. And hopefully, they will respond to that message. Uh, cause, because the they, they don't, ex- it's almost like KIPA, you know, your medical information. You don't ex- extend the, your pet's information freely back and forth through this database. But we do know by the geographic locator that uh, Bruno's home is probably a half mile from here.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. I, uh, I hope he gets back today. Uh, my dog was missing for about four hours, um, maybe
0: less than a year ago. And it was not a good feeling. No. Well, we had a dog, uh, you knew, I think you met Slim. Slim was a a street dog. He lived to be 18 and a half, but at about age 16 or 17, he just got it into him one day to to take off and he had taken off before, but he'd always come back a few hours Mm -hmm. later. He was pretty street smart and he actually, I think he caught the scent of a female coyote is my theory because he wound up over in uh again, hyperlocality at the end the mouth of the Manatee river. I'll describe it that way at the that's wow. at the ma- mouth of the Manatee river. So he was about six or seven miles away and then he got busted by the dog police, taken to doggy jail. And we saw him being uh, put up on the, the the busted list, and we went Good. out there, and he was like very glad to see us, and he he was. Uh, I hope that taught him a lesson. Well, until he could catch the sun again, and, and since he was sixteen or seventeen, I don't think he ever caught the sun again. <laughs> but, he, but I imagine there's some slumodies. Uh, or grand slumodies or great grand slimotes, uh out there somewhere. Is was he um,
1: was he fixed? He, no. Okay, well that's the problem. He's an intact male. Of
0: course he's uh, gonna wander. Well, I mean, he, I had a neutered female that wandered too. They. Uh, I'm not saying that it uh, excludes the rest, but uh, it's great. To... I think that
1: if we, I think if we look at wandering dogs, that you will see a disproportionately high number of them are intact males. Much
0: like wandering husbands. <laughs> Indeed, ladies, have your husband spayed and neutered. Uh, anyway, I mean, I don't, I don't want to make this all about myself. <laughs> so let's make it about someone saying something about us. Uh, that would be Jeremy. Jeremy, want to thank anybody that gives us suggestions, and we thank a couple last week. Uh, and by the way, thanks to all the people that are bumping up the podcast listens. Really appreciate that. Uh, you, know, you, you can get the entire three-hour and one, one huge – I was going to say a slice, but if it was a slice, it wouldn't be the whole thing. One huge pie, and not a slice of a pie, on uh, <laughs> the PreTalk Live banner, I believe. I'm saying that right. All right. You can go to freetalklive.com and you get the whole pie all at once. That's, uh, I, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Um,
1: you can also go to ftl.fm. We're rolling out that website here um, at this time. and That's not the new dot one. Com or dot to, .fm? The ftl.fm. Oh. Mm, and we'll see whether or not that gets, uh, gets some traction. Okay. Ian's still skeptical,
0: but of course he is. Well, is it? A, well, tell me more about this, Mark. You know, FTL.FM, FM is .dot fm. Is that yeah? It's just audio.
1: It's it's audio, video, um, the ability to interact with other listeners. It's uh, essentially our own little social
0: media slice. How's that? And do you like? Do you get on there and you have followers, or how how do people interact with it? Well, um, it's set up. uh, Yeah. I mean, you can connect with people.
1: You don't have followers necessarily. You connect with them. And, um, but I, I, you know, there's no one to interact with. So I haven't had a lot of interaction yet. Why don't
0: you just take it up? Like we said last time, you can have this and bring it over to (laughs) myspace.com and have that libertarian ecosphere there with, uh, like a Venn diagram. You know, with the, the mm-hmm. FTL.fm overlapping MySpace.com and and the libertarian ethos and ecosystem just is like a cloud hanging over all of it.
1: I, I think that's a great idea. Um, however, I paid for all this. <laughs>
0: what, well, how much sweeter could it be to have paid for that and then use it to co-op Justin Timberlake's Multi-million dollar investment in MySpace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm not sure I co-opted. Uh, it'll still be—he'll still be the owner.
0: Ah, uh, it's the people's MySpace now. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy W. Just, just to, so, because there might be some Jeremys out there. I don't remember writing them. Well, I know—I do know this Jeremy. Um, I got the email, and
1: I don't mind giving his last name. Interestingly, this Jeremy is the first person. To call Free Talk Live, which was the first media in the, the world to discuss Bitcoin. So Jeremy made the first Bitcoin call to Free Talk Live in 2010 uh, Ooh, about Bitcoin. The ancient. Well, he's a uh, younger man than I.
0: He was. I'm 52. Be... <laughs> he's younger than me, too. Yes, he is. I, I like the way he included me because it says, hey, Mark and Henry. Yep. I think it would be cool if you had a V-mail line for Reigns and Edge that listeners can leave messages on that can be played on the air forward slash podcast, air slash podcast. Uh, that would make Henry feel a little bit more like the old radio shows. And he did sort of the uh, happy face emoji there. They want to kind you type, not the, not the canned emoji faces now that all the keyboards all have built in. I like the typed ones. I'm old school. Uh, I, well, I I thank Jeremy for that. I and I Jeremy, I believe if I looked at it a little bit. I think we'll have it ready to go by next week. And I also I also I don't want to make a promise on this, but I think we'll have the reins and edge fade. There, like I said, there were some things that distracted me from the getting this done last week. One was the hurricane. The
1: hurricane was so distracting.
0: Yes. And now I have dogs and upset cats and and chips and things like that. But I think we'll be back to at least a semblance of normalcy that we can have some of these nice things. Um, I don't
1: even want the semblance of normalcy to be part of our branding.
0: Uh, well, I don't think you have too much to worry about there. <laughs> Running on time will, will probably not be part of the branding either because we're coming up against the clock now and important messages besides just the fact that we'll have a bigger social media pres- presence. We'll have email line. We'll have more with some of Mark's stories right after this. Listen to Free Talk Live. Oh, excuse me. I go back into post-production and I will say... You're listening to Reigns and Edge on the Free Talk Live network.
2: This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their ChainLocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org.
0: It's Rains and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network. I'm Henry Rains. I'm Mark Edge. Mark, we have so many stories to get to this week, and but I understand you're focused on porn.
1: <laughs> yes, I am. This is from Zero Hedge. Um, uh, and the, the, the headline says it all. Watch. It's a video. Pastor forcibly removed from school board meeting for reading aloud porn book from kids' library. They even used the uh, apostrophe for the plural properly. So, a pastor in Florida, this is Indian River County, was forcibly removed from a school board meeting when he attempted to read aloud pornographic passages from a book that is available in the kids' library. Uh, The man was one of around 30 parents. uh, I have so many questions,
0: but I'm only going to momentarily interrupt you to Wait, yeah, wait.
1: <laughs> we can get to the questions in a second, but I think that uh, we need to we need to lay out the situation yeah, first. We, the man we, was. A,
0: we need some exposition, Mark.
1: Yeah, that's right. The man was from uh, with around thirty parents in Monday meeting at the Indian River County School Board. Pastor John K. Ammerchukua, uh, senior.
0: Oh, 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 slow down now. Let me, yeah. let me let me hear that name again.
1: Yeah, Aman Chuk Chukwa? on Chukwa, Uh, began to read from the book titled 13 Reasons Why by J. Asher, but he only got one sentence in before the book, the board shut him down. Uh, Now, I'm not going to read this on the air because there are rules against purience, but Really? um, Yeah, there are on the radio.
0: Well, wait, wait, wait. I don't want you to do anything we're not supposed to, so let me just catch up. Chakawal was the pastor, right? Uh, so I get that pretty close. Does it yep. give the church? It doesn't. At nowhere in that, not anywhere in that article. That because it doesn't sound. I I, I don't want to be too too biased or prejudiced about this, but or it doesn't sound like your typical Christian pastor's name. Um, I.
1: I can't say. It's a black man. Maybe he's from Africa.
0: Oh. That's my guess. Oh, I, I was... See, I was thinking uh, Central Asian or something like that. Right. And my... I, see, I, I just assumed stuff and I was wrong.
1: Yep. The um, Those African pastors can be very adamant on uh, certain issues. Um, you remember it's like Uganda where being gay is outlawed. So or punishable for I death. <laughs> that yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's it's a little extreme. So uh, the the line is as if letting him give me the digit I'm filling that part in was going to cure all my problems the pastor read, prompting one board member to yell into the microphone, Sir, I will stop you right there Wait a minute, wait, wait. Check
0: um, Say it again with your, you know, protected uh, syntax there. Right. As if letting him give me the digit was going to cure all my problems. Sounds like a proctology exam to me.
1: Uh, well, it could be. Hey, how um, is medical? But apparently this uh, county uh, board member was not prepared to uh, listen any further. Hmm.
0: Was this so, a male or a female uh, board member? Uh, it was a male. Hmm. Well, uh, I watched the
1: video, um, you know, don't have the video here for you. A citizen read, uh, this is the libs of TikTok, which is uh, a great little uh, bit on um, Twitter, or X, or whatever you want to call it. Graphic. Was... Oh. A citizen read from a pornographic book available to students in at IRC schools and was shut down by the board, then removed by security. Too graphic for the board to hear, but perfectly okay for middle schoolers. Make it make sense. Um, and I, have I, I would take this... What's that? Do we have the title of the book? 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher. Okay. So please continue. And there's plenty of these books out there. The books that are entitled to sort of help young people transition from this uh, you know world of not understanding sex at all to this world where they understand it right um, it's just that when does that happen when does what happen that you understand sex? sex okay well
0: Do
1: i I, <laughs> I that. nobody wants my book on it i can tell you that as fox news reports other parents at the meeting were also cut off when reading from different books all available to school children however Governor Ron DeSantis instituted a rule earlier this year that states parents shall have the right to read passages from any material that is subject to an objection. The rule also decrees that if parents are prevented from doing so, the materials they are objecting to must be immediately removed and discontinued from use in the school. And I kind of feel like if you sit on a school board, you should have to listen to passages from books that are available in that school's uh, systems library. I mean, I don't see why not. It just seems like a strange thing to do to for a school board to say, oh, I can't listen to that, I'm sorry. And it's not like we're talking about a long time here. I think you're given a meager three minutes to chit-chat with the board
0: in any given uh, well, event. I would disagree with that in that there could be things that are appropriate in a book that someone's reading that, you know, general populous, populated auditorium is not appropriate. But I, while you were buying a little time, the, I, I Googled 13 reasons why, and I think I was taken aback because I, I was ready to make a lot of light of this. And do you know what 13 reasons why is?
1: No, I haven't looked it up.
0: Yeah. Well, neither did I until just, and I feel really, um, socially disconnected from, uh, culturally di- disconnected, I, I meant to say. 13 Reasons Why is an American teen drama uh, television series developed for Netflix uh, based on the 2007 novel, 13 Reasons Why, by Jay Asher, as you said. Um, yep, novel, okay. The series revolves around a high school student and the aftermath of the suicide of a fellow student, a male student in the aftermath of the suicide of a fellow uh, female student, before her death, she leaves behind a box of cassette tapes in which she details the reasons why she chose to end her life, as well as the people she believes are responsible for her death. Now, I don't have time to read through this quite long synopsis of, of who the characters are and what's happened, but, you know teen suicide is a real problem now. Sure. It seems like... I think it's probably always been, but yeah. Well, I think the numbers bear out that it's the worst problem now. And um, Well,
1: there, there's nothing
0: against which to struggle,
1: and I think that uh, makes things difficult.
0: The, and it, it seems like that both the pastor, um, for singling out this without the context of why that might have been an important passage in the book... He got a sentence out! right a, a sentence that would be shocking and if you don't know the context like we didn't know the context i'll speak for myself and not for mark is i certainly didn't you you, you know it becomes a, a chance for me to make a snide comment about a proctology and and try and find some cheap humor about the whole thing but evidently it's a real subject and you know luckily my my te- my teenagers have survived past teenagerhood, but you know Friends of theirs have done that Did on, not and I, I, I feel chastened by this. Well all
1: I'm saying is is that if you can't like if we're gonna have a school board right like the, the, the presumption is is we're sending all our kids here to this place and that place is going to teach them things and we should all have a voice in what those things are right? And no. No. no, we should not all have a voice. Who should have a voice?
0: Well, it depends on what you're talking about. You're talking about we should all have a voice on what's in the library so every single person in the community gets a veto over what's in the library?
1: No, I think that uh, really the problem is is government school, um, if you want my solution to the problem. The problem is, is that you can't get enough people... From a variety of different backgrounds to agree on one thing, um, any one thing, including which books should be in a library. And why spend your life fighting morons? Because that's what everybody thinks that everybody else on the other side of the issue is, right? The person with whom, th- who disagrees with you on teen sex or uh, suicide or self harm or whatever the important topic is. Because I can assure you, I disagree with parents that are right on my street on how I should raise my kid. And um, you know, the idea that they would be able to determine what books he can read and what books he can't read sounds ridiculous to me. But if I go and demand money from those people in order to educate my kid, then I think they should be able to tell me what he should be able to read and what they shouldn't. Because I don't think that you should be able to extract money from a Muslim and use that money to, uh, to preach evangelical Christianity to somebody, nor do I think the opposite. And uh, these are just sort of the fundamental ideas. I don't think that you should you be able to... You're the to, whole
0: question outside. You're, you're, you're seeing everything through this libertarian prism that you've been wearing for, what, 20 or 30 years. And mm-hmm. the way to phrase that question is I, or rather, for me to present it to you with, without the prism, is I think the Muslim child should have an opportunity to read the Bible. I think the uh, Christian child should have an opportunity to read the Quran. And I think they should both have a chance to read a book about uh, atheism. And uh, why not uh, Plato's Republic or, or anything of a. A spiritual nature or a f- philosophical nature.
1: How no. much time did the Republic spend on that? I mean, I know I read part of it, but it got real boring. Um, yeah, obviously, the, uh, the translator wasn't
0: that great. Um, well, they don't talk about digits in the, the Republic. They certainly don't. <laughs> but I think that
1: this is just the, right the fundamental is- problem of a world where we can see Everything. Because going back in the day, if one parent went to a school board meeting and complained about a book, and I've read some books that I'm not so sure should be in every school library, you know. And it seems like there are people out there making books simpler and simpler for kids that perhaps one or two may infiltrate and then you're like, well, I really wouldn't have had my kid reading this book. But then again, I I don't run all my books by my mom. She would definitely have opinions on these subjects. So, you know, I'm caught in a quandary. I just don't think that anybody should be able to, to make my kid not be able to read or read things that, um, you know, I disagree with. Now, I don't limit the things that my son can read. I would like him to read anything he can get his hands on. (laughs) He has access to my um, Marvel Unlimited uh, subscription, so he can read comic books too, which I was just thinking this week as I was reading through an old Jack Kirby and Stan Lee Thor. Um, This is the reason that my diction is so good, is because it's written at such a high level back then. Bobber
0: in time. What's this? It's in time. <laughs> this is the best you got to uh, to rebut that? <laughs> no,
1: I mean, it's. Uh, I, I've got it on my Instagram page. You can uh, see a page from... No, hey, I,
0: I, I... No, I agree that comics ought to be integral to uh, learning to read. I just wish that comics today
1: were as... Uh, that, that Like, the pictures, are to me, are far more compelling than Jack Kirby's artwork was. Um, You know, the guy was putting out, I think, eight eight titles a month for a while. And, however, I just think that
0: uh, Stan had a way with prose. Well, to take us back to, I think, what you were talking about originally on this story, about the books and the the library for... Was it for high school age or middle school age? Um, Um, This was middle school. Okay. All right. So we're talking about those. So, you know, we could... Make the argument that perhaps what is appropriate for middle school isn't appropriate for high school, or what vice versa, what appropriate high school is not appropriate for middle school. The, and
1: wouldn't you would you oh, agree got, that uh, to, high school it's high schoolers are adults, right? You have to treat them as the, as such.
0: Well, the point I was going to make was that most parents of high school uh, students are older than thirty. I think that's mathematically going to be an accurate statement. Yep. you're 30, you were born 30 years ago, that's like 1993. You probably didn't even have internet in your home, or at least anything more than a slow dial-up. Yeah. And more likely, if your kid's in high school, you're probably closer to 40. Um, And then you definitely didn't grow up in that world of... My kid's in high school, I'm 52. Right. So... A lot of these books, I think, would have been inappropriate in the society that we, well, not even, uh, we grew up in because we're even older. But if, if you were in high school in the eighties and early nineties, what your reference point are is going to be different from the society because a lot, I've seen some of these books. Uh, I've seen excerpts from some of these books. A lot of these books are graphic novels that are being objected to, which it's, yep. that, that's just a, a cultural change right there that you have. And a, and a graphic novel is, does not mean that a
1: novel is graphic. It means that it is a, you know, well, basically it's a comic novel. Yeah. It is
0: Actually, that even is a bad description because it's using the, tell, the graphic method of storytelling. Um, it's a
1: comic book, a long comic book.
0: But what was different, which is a sea change, is that by high school, I think something like 80% of high school students have watched porn online. So if you're, I can't imagine there's any more uh, way of distorting a subject about sexuality than the way pornography does. It's like, it's. You know, before algorithms, there was porn, but it's like porn has an algorithm to lead you to the most um, detoured way of looking at something sexual to the most obscure fetish and, and things like that. Uh, but so really, there's a whole. I've heard it say that
1: there's I've heard it said that there's never enough porn but you, that you can never have enough porn, but that you can never have too much porn, and I think that that speaks to sort of uh, its inherentness Who's to that? what's that? Uh, just a friend, <laughs> and I think it's. But Did what it speaks to is, huh? is that it is addictive, is what
0: his claim was. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go along with that. But what I'm saying is, just to finish that point, then we can go on to yours. Is that if. If you aren't aware that your child has been watching pornography, then you read these stories that are actually putting it into a more realistic context or these uh, explanatory books that are putting it into more realistic context, even if it's something about uh, gay sex that makes you uncomfortable or or any sex that makes you uncomfortable, it's it's actually bringing the child a better perspective than what it's probably already absorbed online.
1: How about this? Would you agree that um, some books make it into middle school libraries? If we're going to use middle school here, without any librarian bothering to read them?
0: That's phrased to the extreme. I, how about? Well, I'm sorry. I, about, I, I, without, without a local I, librarian. You opened. I will call your. You're open. And I will say, it, I don't think that any book enters the, li, the the library without somebody in the librarian's authority approving the book.
1: Well, sure, they approve it um, because it's on a list of approved books or whatever. And what we've seen, I mean, just take the, uh, the Journal of uh, American Medical Association, uh, their journal. I mean, we've seen all kinds of stuff make it into this journal that gets no vetting. That the scientific process
0: school kids in a library. What's that? Well, there's a, a a journal that isn't edited by a librarian in middle school have to do with books that are coming in to a middle school. Li- the librarian I can see how I can see how a conservative
1: study. parent sorry.
0: No, the librarians have sought their degree. The ones that are in charge have sought their degree in their area of expertise. It's like saying the pharmacist uh, knows the chemical reactions of everything that they sell. Well, they don't know that, but they are responsible for it. Just like the librarian is responsible for the books in the library, he or she is not required to read every novel in that library.
1: Agreed. I'm just saying that stuff can get into the library that a conservative parent might disagree with. I'd rather have a conversation about a book. If my son you know, gets a hold of a book, I'd like to have a conversation about it. That way we can flesh this out. I don't want you to get one simple opinion from some guy named Jay Asher. Like, what the hell does Jay Asher know about life? I don't know, but I suspect, as vain as I am, that I know more. So I'd like well, to have would, a conversation how, how about how
0: it. How successful is your Netflix series?
1: <laughs> well, I had a uh, nationally syndicated radio program for uh, over 20 years, so yeah, well, I can say that I can say that my opinion is at the very
0: least interesting. I, I won't argue that, but it's fine. <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I think he may have a... Debbie does,
1: Debbie does Dallas has got a lot of views. That doesn't make it art.
0: Well, I don't know how many times you watched it. Not all the nuances yet.
1: I, I don't I, I don't know anything about it. Um, other than it is the probably the most famous pornographic film. No,
0: that's not.
1: Good. I that I, I I famous. You know the the name itself. You <laughs> know what it is when yes, you
0: say. it. There was Deep Throat that got mass media attention. Before Deep Throat, there was I Am Curious Yellow that got attention. Um, you, you're just too young. Okay. There's something about a green box, I believe. Behind the green door, Behind maybe? the green door. That was yeah. after... Apparently, you know all these. Well, Deep Throat was the one that got the, the, where you saw Linda Lovelace and the stars of it on places like The Tonight Show and mm-hmm. things like that. It became a late night, uh, joke and discussion. Phenom. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Well, Deep, th- I, which came first? The Nixon, um snitch or the uh, uh the pornographic film
0: which pornographic film? oh deep, deep throat. throat well deep throat must have preceded that okay well i don't think they i don't think that they didn't name the movie after uh a whistleblower in the nixon administration <laughs>
1: they I I name was, a lot of their movies after other movies it was about something else if there's if there's anything that hits the news, something in porn is going to reference it, or was at one point.
0: Coming back anyway, wherever we were on the original story. All I'm saying is is that it
1: seems wrong to me to demand tax money from a parent that um, is is forced to, and then then take then take their tax money and teach things that are abhorrent to them, and that's my stance. All
0: right. Well, I would just say that, A, for the conservative parent or the liberal parent that has a problem with one of those books, most libraries and most school systems have a procedure for asking for the review, and the review goes before the designated people that are supposed to have a background in all this. And it's been hijacked by uh, a lot of vocal uh, pressure from other, other places also, the concept of taxing diverse people for a compromised product, whether it's be education or healthcare, is not uh, that far of an extreme position. And it's actually how things get done. But you got about 10, 20 seconds if you want to rebut that, Mark, and, or you can go down memory lane. Well, I think
1: the charter schools are solving. Charter schools are solving this problem to some extent. Uh, they're allowing people to take their money and focus them in different directions. And,
0: uh, you know, I find that preferable, I suppose. And in Florida, you can use your school voucher to buy TVs and uh, theme park tickets, too. But that's a story for another day. Listening to Rains and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network.
2: from there i went on join the free state project and become an amplifier so i mean that's really the reason why i amp is uh because i know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are i never would have found the ideas of liberty you can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining free talk lives amps program on patreon for as little as five dollars a month and you'll get access to special perks Visit amps.freetalklive.com. AMPS.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live.
0: It's Rains and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network. I'm Henry Rains. I'm Mark Edge. And we have just beat to death the pastor that read from an alleged porn book in the school, from the school library and uh, Indian River County school board system, school administration system. And I said, Mark, why don't we take up this next story? Why don't we talk about the consequences of uneducated sexual activity? Why don't we take up the consequences and some of the barriers you may find as you try to deal with the consequences of that. Some consequences, like, hey, you're just in a state that doesn't allow abortions, and you're like, well, I'm a law-abiding state citizen here, so it seems like my only option as a, a free citizen of the state is to go to another state where abortion is legal and take my body with me and, this, you know, you can't not seem like you can do with astral projection. we got to take the <laughs> body across the state line to a doctor that's allowed to consult and advise me on the feasibility of having abortion. Now, I'm speaking, of course, as though I was uh, able to have a pregnancy. But I, I am empathetic enough that I can put myself in that position and say that I would then probably want someone to drive me because that seems like a lot to go through on your own. And, you know, it's a medical procedure of somewhat serious nature. You probably want someone to drive you that distance and not have to hop in a car and drive back clear across a big old state like Texas. And so you get a friend. Perhaps you even get an Uber. Maybe a friendly Uber. I don't know. But the person that's driving is in a bit of jeopardy, and that's because of these new county laws, not a state law. We have the state abortion ban in Texas, and a lot of other states have effectively banned all abortions. They have the fetal heartbeat, which, the, you know, I, I think there's room for interpretation about what fetal heartbeat is, but what, it, what they're measuring can be heard at about the six-week mark. So, basically, that eliminates almost all uh, abortion procedures, uh, even the ones done with uh, uh, medicine, with with a pill. So, what are these counties doing? They're passing ordinances to ban travel on certain highways and roads for people transporting others to get out-of-state abortions. Certain Uh, highways and roads. Not every highway. You could take other roads completely legally, but... Well, Certain it's roads. strategic. In the, the the town that we're about to talk about, there's quite a few crossroads. So okay. by targeting that county where the interstate comes through, that crosses with a U.S. highway, that crosses with state uh, highways, you never even have to get off the interstate. But how are they going to stop you? Because it's not being enforced by the Texas Highway Patrol no, it's just it's, the County bounties. It's fellow Texas citizens that you don't even know, but somehow they have your name, or maybe they know you. Anyway, the, the it's brought about in the form like the Texas Heartbeat Law, which with a new anti-abortion strategy, it makes it criminally punishable to use certain roads to help people access out-of-state care. Where that is a little fuzzy on the, the way it's described in the, uh, the text of this article it means using roads that are in the county that you're talking about. I so see. It, Lano has a population of a little over three thousand people. And they Lano L L A N O. So either Yano or Lano, I don't know. Okay, got it.
1: How do you it's in that? Texas, so it's hard to know.
0: Yeah. All right. Anyway, the proponents of the ordinance are targeting areas along interstate highways and with airports, so that's another way you, you know you can't fly out if you can't get to the airport <laughs> in hopes of blocking. Uh, it's not funny, Mark. <laughs>
1: it's hilarious. Um, I mean, like this this stuff isn't going to pass constitutional muster. And uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, anybody who took an oath to a constitution and then clearly violates it, like by I don't know, limiting someone's mobility. Oh, no,
0: that's the magic of this law, Mark. It's not the elected. That's the magic officials. of all laws. It's not the elected officials doing this. It is private citizens that can sue the other private citizen for transporting abortion trafficking. Which you know, like I said, the trafficking is usually considered like you're taking an unwilling person across state lines, or wow. you know, you're misleading the people. Sort of like. How the Florida representatives lied to the migrants about why they were going to uh, Cape Cod or wherever we put them on the plane. They weren't even coming to so Florida, hilarious. but we, they re, were redirected. You know that, That's his vineyard. <laughs> that's, that's more like trafficking than asking your friend to drive you across the state line to the doctor over in New Mexico. All right. Anyone who drives a pregnant person on the roads can be sued by any other private citizen while the pregnant person would not face punishment. Uh, this is really building a wall to stop abortion trafficking said Mark Lee Dixon director of life east texas who's made it his mission to crack down on reproductive freedom. Uh, How many adopted kids does he have? Pardon me. How many adopted kids does he have? Uh, it doesn't say that and it's a number of it was probably, uh, you know, the AI of the, the, the use for editing has probably taken that out of the copy now. But it, these ordinances already passed two counties and uh, it was tabled in Lano last month, but is scheduled to perhaps come up this month. And also the Mason Board of County Commissioners, we don't know what roads or highways go through that is also going to be meeting about this this week. Um, so. You can I feel like as an as
1: an American, you know, a person born in the land of the free, I should be able to open up a business in Yano, Texas that says you know, Marx Abortion Uber, right? And I should be able to drive young women to
2: well, you know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Whatever. I should be able to drive women, women. to and I'm not sure where uh, one goes from, and I'm not sure where Yano is, but let's say I've got a, let's say I got a private plane. Well, it's and on the New
0: Mexico side of uh, Texas. That's where they're. All right. The New Mexico's a pretty safe bet. Well, actually, um, though, I think that's the only side of Texas where you have a state that does abortion.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Ah, uh, that's a uh, New Mexico wasn't coming to mind, but uh, New Mexico does seem now that you've mentioned it to be the uh, the safest place for that. So you know, fly her to Albuquerque, uh, get whatever medical procedure she wishes to get that's not available in the state of Texas, and fly her back. Now that sounds like something that Americans could do, free of other Americans suing them.
0: You ought to and be across the state line without having to say what your intent is.
1: I I agree. I do believe you should be able to cross the state line without saying intent. And I believe that any law that uh, outlaws uh, crossing the state line for anything that is uh, a moral
0: behavior ought to uh, not exist. So I would I will go so far as to say that I think then that you would even object to a law that said you can't use a particular interchange with the intent to do something. If my tax money was
1: uh, was used to build a road, and then you're going to tell me I can't use that road because you don't like what I might be thinking about when I use that road, you are a
0: fascist. Wow, you yeah, haven't used that lately. On uh,
1: I use fascist all the time, but uh, yeah, you don't get to. Not hear, with uh, me? <laughs> That's all you are. You know, you're just some religious nut that's trying to uh, subvert a rule of law to get what you want.
0: Well, that, that could be what Mark Lee Dixon is. Now, he actually went to, uh, cause, you know, we talked about the fuzziness of the word trafficking. Uh, he actually said there is a, when he, when he addressed the people, the fine folks of Lano, Texas, that town of 3,000, that wants to control what the other 20 million transit through Lano on and from one side to the other. said a baby-murdering cartel was coming for the pregnant women. You notice the the, uh, use of words like the drug cartels that are just south of the border of Texas, a baby-murdering cartel. And uh, he called telling a group of about 25 Lano citizens in the town uh, library, quote, by trains, planes, and automobiles. I say <laughs> because why
1: say 50. why say in one word, which you can say in fifty. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, so there is uh, groups that are trying to do the uh, the opposite. Uh, they have uh, they have a practice of helping women leave Texas for abortions, and that is I'm trying to see who the group is. I don't see that anyway. Uh, they're Texas and Florida
1: are the worst two as far as geographically. Um, Texas is huge and Florida is a peninsula. Um, so they're the worst two as far as this goes. Most states are relatively small. Driving out is relatively uh, difficult to control. But these two states are the ones that would, uh, you know, geography makes it more difficult.
0: They also had the two governors that thought they were going to be uh, contenders for the Republican presidential Nomination one announced is in Ron DeSantis of Florida, and then I guess Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, has decided that uh, he's just waiting for him to be him to be anointed by some act of God, I guess, because he hasn't announced his primary intentions anymore. Uh, well, maybe he just
1: didn't think he could win.
0: Yes, that's what I was flowery. <laughs> anyway, the the language of the draft ordinance says, "quote." Any individual for the purpose of providing or attaining an elect- elective abortion um, it said that what's oh. an
1: elective abortion?
0: Well I mean if it's for the life of the mother which can be is that elective by some of these people um, you know the, the health or life of the mother that is, is actually a medical condition that, that has to be addressed. But anyway, the the mayor, Marion Bishop, said uh, this would end abortion trafficking. But then he said it did not apply to women who were choosing to get abortions on their own free volition. Uh, It would be people who were either coerced or undecided who found themselves loaded onto a van and headed somewhere. Shades of migrants to Cape Cod. Uh, (laughs) Mr. said in an interview at the vodka, vodka distillery he owns downtown. (laughs) I don't know if that was wrong (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but it's funny pressed on the contradiction between his statement and the language of the proposal Bishop acknowledged that what he originally said may not be totally accurate so there you go Republicans are going to run on this uh, which also I hear that Nikki Haley is gaining ground in New Hampshire for the New Hampshire primary I don't think she can Mm -hmm. out out uh, maneuver president trump there former president trump but uh i guess second place would be a big achievement for her up there you got your finger on the pulse of new hampshire well um it's just remember i'm i'm not the biggest fan
1: of uh any of these people that are running um you know my guy dropped out in 2016 and hasn't been back so i'm not I'm, I'm waiting for Ron Paul and uh, Rand Paul to run on a, uh, a combined ticket, and then I'll then I'll register to vote. But um, you know, as the case may be, uh, I all I can say regarding abortion is is that um, look, you can like it or you can dislike it, but taking law making making unconstitutional laws is not the way to solve a problem. If you want the other side to get away with this stuff. Then by all means, you know any means necessary. But if you don't, then that's the problem. So I don't want to see unconstitutional laws perpetrated by Democrats or Republicans. And I don't know what to do to uh, to stop it necessarily. But as far as I'm concerned, heads on uh, politicians' heads ought to roll on uh, on the uh, state lawn.
0: Well, all indications are that this extreme position, the general extremity of the positions of abortion by especially male Republican candidates is not doing them favors in elections where the, it's anything but a gerrymandered, highly Republican district. Whenever that actually have independence voting in recent elections like 2020, 2022. Yeah. Um, it has not served them well, which is why Nikki Haley with her, what does she call it? The hard truth that there will never be a, uh, foreseeable ban on abortion in the Senate because you can't get to the 60 vote. You can't get past, uh, Joe Biden's veto for, um, a couple years, et cetera. Um, and you have to, you, you're, you're going to need a sweep, uh, whatever party wants to do something about abortion would need uh, profound victories in the House the Senate and control the presidency, too. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, it's uh, I I think that this is a losing uh, point for Republicans. I think they're the dog that caught the car um, on abortion. I think the best thing for Republicans had been if they uh, would just continue to be saying, those dark Democrats want to kill babies and continue to use it as a uh, money-raising uh, thing rather than... A, actually getting uh, Roe v. Wade overturned. Now, I will agree, I see the point that Roe v. Wade is bad law. If everybody else can see the point that using state laws to make abortions impossible, which is what they want, has lots of negative externalities, and some of those negative externalities are, well, Republicans are less likely to get elected.
0: You brought up the Roe v. Wade being overturned. A lot of the activists that have been pushing for that want to overturn Griswold versus Connecticut. And for people that don't know what Griswold versus Connecticut was, it was one of the first, if not the first, um, enumeration of the right to privacy in a Supreme Court decision. Uh, okay. There, there isn't an amendment of the uh, Bill of Rights in the uh, right to privacy in the Bill. No, of there rights. isn't, but. The Griswold versus Connecticut, and it was actually Planned Parenthood, coincidentally, that helped bring this case to, to trial. Uh, there was a law in Connecticut, and you have to go back into the 1960s, uh, actually, and I think in the, at that time, uh, Connecticut was had a large Catholic population, too. Uh, I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I believe that's the case, which is how this law got passed in the original form that a doctor was not allowed to tell a married couple to counsel them on contraception, not about abortion, not prescribing contraception, contraception. to inform them about contraception. And then the the Supreme Court said the, the, the right to privacy between a doctor and the patient to discuss medical conditions Uh, is being abridged by this law and they overturn the law. And that was actually the very first uh, block in the wall uh, of the right to privacy uh, that was established through the 60s and into the 70s. What is your take on that? Well, um, I mean, that It seems to me
1: that if a politician or just a concerned group of citizens is uh, trying to tell me what I can talk to my doctor about and what I can't talk to my doctor about, um, you know, they're nosy, busybodies that want to tell me how to live my life. Look, I get it. You want more kids on the planet. That's fine. But, you know, prisons are full of unwanted children. Do we really need more um, but that really doesn't have anything to do with Griswold. Um, but what I would say regarding Griswold is, is that's an obvious uh, that, that the right to privacy was pretty clearly uh, considered by the founders when in the Fourth and Fifth Amendments. That you know, how are you going to be secure in your papers if you don't have the right to keep them private?
0: Well, the overturning of Roe v. Wade gives states the right to legislate what medical procedures you're allowed to have. It also gives them the
1: ability to define homicide, and that is has traditionally been a state role. Um, I I mean, look, just because the way that the laws turn out doesn't mean that there is that you know Roe v. Wade was good law. Um, I mean, I
0: I I don't see a good argument for Roe v. Wade being. I want you to follow through on this just for the the audience, if for, for nothing else. So because the the state can define homicide, they're defining the abortion as a homicide. Therefore, they have jurisdiction over it. What if they define life as the moment of conception? Uh, Lots of the oral contraceptives, uh, the egg gets fertilized, but it doesn't get implanted in the womb. So that would give them, the state legislators being them, the right to outlaw oral contraception. I think that's an interesting point. Now, let's just, uh, t- you know, I,
1: I can only take this from a libertarian standpoint. A libertarian standpoint says that um, that you, you know, like, uh, that, that life is important. Now, you can decide when life starts, and I think that that's, you know, lots of good people argue different points. But, as I understand, many of these oral contraceptions don't kill the baby. They prevent it from implanting. And that is an interesting point because it viable if it doesn't well, plan. That, that whose fault is that right like if a hobo, if a hobo dies on the street tonight is that my fault?
0: I don't know where you were tonight well
1: I haven't killed any hobos I, I you know I'm not gonna I'm certainly not going to confess to it here um, and um, legal advice <laughs> this is not legal advice um, so, you know, if a if the embryo doesn't implant, that's not murder because the embryo hasn't been killed. You take it and you drop it in a blender, okay? Then you've oh, killed the embryo. Right. But oh, did you I, need such a graphic uh, verbal illustration? Well, I mean, some of these devices they use are probably pretty gross. Um, yeah, the Is that a so I would say or something. <laughs> and that brings us to our discussion tonight, folks. Um, right. So, I mean, if the if the baby doesn't implant, then that's not uh, that's not murder. That's just choosing not to allow a baby to implant. So, I say that the oral contraceptions that prevent the implantation of an embryo are simply,
0: you know, a choice that a mother's making. Well, that's why you listen to Rains and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network every Friday night. Great philosophical <laughs> questions addressed, discussed, and illuminated right here. Yeah. We also encourage you, if you have not uh, heard whatever Friday night's illuminations, you can always find them on demand at multiple sites. You can go to FTL.FM, you can go to freetalklive.com, or if you'd like to find the podcast chopped up into uh, not, not, not cuisinart but just (laughs) placed up into six semi-equal parts uh, of approximately 22 to 24 minutes in length. Just Google Reigns and Edge Podcast, and you'll probably find lots of options there. Uh, And you're going to have lots of options coming to interact with us soon, thanks to the suggestions. Well, we'll have to give them how they can send the suggestions to us on the other side of this break, but we're just teasing you with that. We want to hear it. You're listening to Rains and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network.
2: Protection
0: Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom.
2: Filibuster Police State.
0: It's the new three song
2: heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com.
0: Rains and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network. I'm Henry Rains. I'm Mark Edge. And we are coming around the south end of the hour. (laughs) Like that, Mark? I just... It it, it sounds accurate. (laughs) Yes, we are. You know, it's like Cape Hatteras or something. The Cape Hatteras (laughs) talk radio. We're coming right around that. And we're coming over... We're coming around Key West waving at all the drunks. we we got the Pacific Ocean somewhere off in the distance. All right. Well, we let me just recap for a second. We talked about the anti-abortion advocates that want to control the highways of Texas and keep people uh, from driving on them if they fear bad intent of those same drivers. We talked about the pastor that got silenced for reading a graphic uh, passage from a a book from the middle school library uh we've talked about uh what else did we talk about mark We talked about
1: well didn't you rescue some dogs this week
0: oh that's right that was this an week. important topic and it was on the news and you know may a <laughs> heavy coverage so we don't need to well, talk about that anymore we
1: did talk about nikki haley and her performance in new hampshire how's that
0: we did not just in New Hampshire but on the debate stage and elsewhere that she's she's a rising star in the primary field and helps to be a woman in the Republican primary is a surprising phrase to say but what well, you don't want to be Joe Biden in the primary field that's for sure Joe Biden that? that being our it seems like he's a shoe-in for the
1: Democratic nomination <laughs>
0: Well, there is a lot of talk about, oh, he'll drop out. There's a lot of talk about, oh, maybe he'll step down and let Kamala Harris try and uh, inherit the legacy uh, that he leaves her. But I don't think um, Gavin Newsom would take kindly to that. And I think there are probably other people that would uh, step forward on that. But, I mean, Donald Trump seems like a shoe in on the Republican primary unless he gets disqualified from one of these multiple indictments that are hanging over his head. Um, right. It
1: seems like that's the only thing that's going to undo it at this point, but you never
0: know. I mean, that's why we have primaries. I mean, you know, a lot of it has to do with voter turnout. Is there a, is a group of voters that you can switch? You know, really they say that the, the presidential election is decided by 3% of the people, the least informed, least <laughs> con- people with least convictions about who they want to, to elect, who decide at the last minute who they want to vote for, and decide at the last minute that they're going to go and vote. You know, they're almost unlikely voters, Mark. I don't think. Indeed. An advantage from those people. Right.
1: Well, from thehill.com, Trump wallops Biden among unlikely voters, and uh, this is a poll. I just thought it was darned darn interesting uh, headline. Former tre- President Trump perform, uh, outperformed President Biden. Have you ever heard a president referred to as former president as often and as regularly as Trump?
0: Oh, you have I? Well, no, but there's never been a former president like President Trump. There certainly hasn't been a former president like President Trump, that's and, for sure. And, and, Especially a former president that insists he won the election. So it's almost a uh, requirement to preface that as former President Trump if, if you want to go with, uh, what seems to be a mathematical... Right, like
1: there is somebody out there that would point to, uh, you know, just saying President Trump outperformed President Biden as a new survey of unlikely voters in a hypothetical 2024 presidential election. They would take that sentence and say, see, the media is admitting that Trump is still president. Yes. But if the media was admitting and if Trump was still president, would not Trump be excluded from running this time? I mean, he can't be president for more than 10 years, and he's already been president for four, and
0: then if you believe he's still president, which some people seem to, or at least did at one point. I think they would go into, well, who got certified on January 6th? They would go. call back to that. Uh. I don't know. I I just don't know anything. You do
1: realize that there are people that believe that Trump isn't playing 4D chess or 5D chess. He's playing 10D chess, and that currently he's the president, but he's letting everybody believe that Joe Biden's the president. Like, there's really some weird theories out there.
0: Well, until John F. Kennedy Jr.
1: comes back. Okay. Former President Trump uh, outperformed... Uh, President Biden in a new survey of unlikely voters in a hypothetical 2024 presidential election. I don't know how hypothetical it is, but uh, there you go. The Suffolk University slash USA Today survey released Wednesday. And this article is from 9-6 is the date. And so that's uh, yesterday. Uh, excuse me. 9 and it's written by Sarah Fortinsky. Fortinsky. Anyway, what what, what
0: uh, was the mathematical spread on that again, the, the
1: percentages? Per, uh, at this point we, point, we haven't got to it. It polled 900 U.S. citizens age 18 and older, about half of whom were registered to vote. So half of them weren't even registered. Half of them while are the point, very
0: unlikely to vote. They're unlikely, and while the, very unlikely.
1: Well, they're not registered. They could get registered. While the poll found respondents preferred Trump over Biden, more voted for either other or undecided. When asked for whom they would vote or toward whom they would lean at this time, 15% of the unregistered voters, that's not all of them, uh, that's uh, about half of them, uh, said Biden. 27.5% said Trump. Nearly 28%, so just over that, said said either other. Or undecided. So Trump won over other and undecided. But if you combine other and undecided, um, then Trump lost by a hair to those in the unregistered voters. Another eight percent chose Green Party candidate uh, Cornell West, and about seven percent refused to answer the question. Screw you! I'm not answer
0: this question. Has, has Cornell West already uh, received the nomination from the Green Party?
1: They couldn't have, but this is a hypothetical 2024 um, run, so I suppose that's fair. Among the registered respondents, when asked the same question, roughly 13%, this is the registered respondents, these people potentially could vote if they did nothing else. Roughly 13%, which is lower uh, than the unregistered, said Biden. 32% said Trump. And combined, just over thirty-three percent, meaning Trump again beat um, either other or undecided uncombined, but thirty-three uh, percent said uh, you know somebody else or
0: I don't know yet. And a combined three point five percent. These are the people that are going to direct the fate of the nation in the next election. Well, perhaps, election. Well, perhaps. arguing over doesn't always it doesn't always, it doesn't so always mean that. I mean, about the book in the library.
1: <laughs> well, a- again, I am no fan of democracy You're the one who votes Democrat here Now, I don't know that that means you, makes you a fan of democracy because the Democratic Party has subverted democracy uh, pretty much every uh, primary in the last uh, recent ones but
0: regardless uh, um, I, I'm not I'm saying just, that they wouldn't but I am questioning their effectiveness—that you can make that statement compared to the gerrymandering that's been going on and some of the other laws that have been passed around the U.S. So
1: I, I'm talking about uh, my uh, my buddy there, uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has not gotten a fair shake in the Democratic primaries,
0: in my opinion. Okay, that's my claim. That, Trump and Biden—that that makes them the biggest subverters of democracy in this country.
1: Oh, I don't know that I said that they were the biggest vertebrates, oh, kind of the but they taste. claim
0: it in their name. Uh, we'll, we'll rely on one of the attentive listeners to go back and because we're in real time as we talk, so it's hard for us to turn to turn back time. As, what, 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 what makes a re-
1: what makes a republic a republic is far less clear than what makes a democracy democratic. Okay, I guess is what my claim would be. Trump and Biden had similar favorable and unfavorable ratings in the survey, uh, though the former president held a slight edge above Biden. Among all 900 respondents, Biden's favorability was about 23.5%, while Trump's was roughly 27.5%. So Trump has beaten Biden in um, unregistered unlikely, registered unlikely, and Combined registered and unregistered unlikely voters, 900 of them, in a hypothetical poll for the 2024 election uh, that came out recently. So the president's unfavorability was 52%, while the former president's was 49%. Which, if you look at uh, these these numbers, tend to, to be about right. Um, but they both are within a within the um, uh, the what is it? The air, arc of error. I can't remember what it is. Within the uh, the zone of error uh, of each other, as far as unfavorability like goes. like
0: a poll of people in relationships, somewhat long term relationships. Yeah. When you're asking them, would you prefer to spend the next four years with the person that you're in a relationship with that you've seen the worst of them? Versus the hypothetical unnamed person that might be better. Right.
1: Britney Spears or... Uh, uh,
0: no, I don't know the, about
1: Britney Spears, so no, I wouldn't want it to be that. What's the gray-haired guy that uh, all the... George Clooney, all the ladies like. Okay.
0: Yeah, but you, you... No, no. It needs to... This is like the unnamed person. The unknown okay. person. That would you... Do you want to be with a person that you've managed to stick around with and get through these last four to eight years with... <laughs> or would you do another four years with them? Or would you like to see who's behind door number three? That's what you're asking. For those of people well, who remember, let's make a deal. They,
1: um, do, they, they, I think the poll makes that clear, is, is that, um, yeah, the, you know, Americans would really like somebody who's not a crooked old pervert to have as a choice, but, um, At this point, it looks like, choo-choo, that uh, the train's coming. It's on rails, it's not going to turn left, it's not going to turn right, it's just coming. And I don't know, but that's what it feels like. In 2016, on Friday, before I was to go vote on, I think it was Monday, but it might have been Tuesday, in the primary, Rand Paul dropped out. I remember the the situation. So there I am. I'm all weekend long. I'm a little bummed out. The guy I wanted to win isn't going to be there, and that makes me sad, right? And so I didn't know I'll what I was going to do the voice whole weekend. Again? <laughs> so I hear you in my it ear. Makes me sad. It's, it's sort of an your voice. So I'm like, oh, do I want to vote for? You know, any of these other Republicans I can't even remember their names anymore. Uh there was Ben Carson, um and there was Herman Cain. Yeah, Herman Cain. There was a Carly, was there a, a gal named Carly? A free
0: pizza with everyone you order. <laughs> there was s- a free pizza with everyone you order Cain. <laughs> They were uh, there was quite a few choices.
1: I tried them all on. Like, I'm like, well, what if I click this box? How would I feel? What if I what if I check that box? How would I feel? I tried literally all of them, and I'm like, I, I don't like any of them. I certainly didn't like Trump. So as I'm driving my rickety old pickup truck to the uh, uh, the polls, because I felt I had to go. I was running for office. I felt like if I didn't show up, that at the very least, vote for myself, then <laughs> what was I going to do? So... Um, I mean, if you lost by one, that's what you were really scared of. Now, now that I think about it, this primary didn't have anything but a presidential uh, vote on it, but I still felt obligated. You know, I'm I'm part of the fire department. I'm part of the. Uh, um, well, thanks for using a false memory to illustrate. <laughs> yeah, right. I, other times, I guess this is uh, I'm, I'm thinking of there. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I I finally decided on my way to uh, the polls. I'm just going to vote for the one that I think is going to win, because my vote is meaningless. It's not going to change the outcome of anything. I'll just put down who I think is going to win the Republican nomination. That way, at the very least, it's written down and recorded. So I voted for Trump as a record that I thought that he, at that moment in time, he was going to win. And I can't remember why I was telling this story. Oh, because I just didn't have anybody better to choose. Like, when your, cho- when your choices stink, what are you going to do? I Oh, by the way, just so you know, because I was running as a Republican, I couldn't switch in New Hampshire to get a Democratic ballot.
0: So, Mark, you've got me really confused. Because you've... You're, let me just tell you the audience. He, he has me really confused. Not for whatever reason he has you all confused, if you all are confused. But normally, when we do this show, and our video screens are... He had, His microphone is positioned such that he is talking at me. But something has made him more uh, animated and mobile, and he looks off to his right. Now he's got his headset with the mic attached to it, so he can continue to talk to me while he <laughs> looks off into the distance on the right or at a screen or, I don't know, maybe some... Uh, I'm not even going to say what I think he might be looking at over there. But whatever it is, it's more interesting than me. And, but, and he gets more like he's speaking to someone with, with conviction. Mark, what is off to your right? It's a vase that is uh, has
1: the ceiling fan uh, flickering in it. Um, it's because of the position of the chair. So a the chair's kind of,
0: thing gets your attention and you pull over there.
1: I'm reading the story, Henry, so I don't have your, your face uh, to look at. If you're reading a story... I can look at you. If I'm reading a story, I have to look at the words.
0: Oh. That's well, funny. okay. So, so no inside reins and edge technical uh, talk there for the listeners. This, like I think, this, part of us.
1: I think this is poll is interesting because Democrats and have yeah, always Democrat base. <laughs> Democrats in my lifetime have always had the advantage with the, um, what do we call it, low information voters, uh, the unlikely voters, and whoa, all the whoa, other... Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, I think that has changed quite a bit. <laughs> really? Yes.
1: Well, let's just look it up. We've got the internet right here in front of us. <laughs> well,
0: how are you going to phrase
1: the question? For whom will uh, the... Low information voter
0: vote uh, 2024. How's that? How about 2020? or 2022? Oh, All right I' not that way we don't have, we're not asking Google to predict. Okay 2020.
1: Low information voter, key findings about voter engagement. important issues in the 2020 election. Perhaps that's the way to go. Um. Uh, all right so it looks like this is issues not uh, they, don't, they don't seem to have low information on any of their charts here yeah. nobody wants to talk about low information voters because you sound like an elite um, you know Washington insider if you call other people low information but I don't see anything jumping
0: out but well, I can, I guess I can just give you a story. Let me try my Google machine. Okay. Um, you might have wanted to try misinformation voters. Um, well, misinformation and low information is an entirely different thing. Uh, I'll go to a totally unbiased source, low information voter here, and see. Uh, well, that phrase was coined in 1991. I would have thought it was coined much more recently. Uh, Nothing here, eh, this is all, eh, this is why nobody has corrected it on Wikipedia, because they stopped at 2012. Uh, (laughs) Nothing to argue about here, just move along. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Well,
1: what is there to argue about? I mean, why is, do you think there are
0: low information voters? Well, let me just, Say this. I think this is an interesting counterpoint. So, from November 7, 2016, Washington Post says, as the headline, low information voters are a crucial part of Trump's support. couple down, no, we're going to go in here. Um, from the op ed from the Center Square, which I imagine is a conservative site, progressives prey on low information voters. And, uh, the importance of low information voters, CNN business. All right. Let's 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 agree to give this up because. Um, it doesn't look like the answer is going to be easily uh, uh, answered. Uh, it seems to be a low amount of information. Oh, but I got to see what the. Urban <laughs> dictionary. There's low amount of information, low informa- information voter. Let's see what the Urban Dictionary says, a low information voter. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you did, you low did low figure low. out how to wrap it up nicely. People who vote knowing little or nothing about the actual candidates as people instead of going by what they've heard (laughs) in propaganda. Mm -hmm. Who makes eloquent speeches voting straight by party line? Uh, Well, first of all, by this in the Urban Dictionary, I'd say low-information voters have a real problem with syntax. Let me try and read this again. People who vote knowing little to nothing about the actual candidates as people, semicolon. Comma. Okay, semicolon, fair. Yeah, it says semicolon. That's why I'm having trouble with the syntax. Instead, by <laughs> what they've heard in propaganda, comma, who makes eloquent swe- speeches, comma, voting yeah. straight by party line, comma, voting for candidates from whom they believe will give them special benefits, comma. Now that isn't a low-information voter. They are, if they think they're going to get special benefits. Well, or who what if the they're wrong, to say to vote for And here is an example. I'm, su- I'm voting for who will pay my mortgage and get me a Obama phone and Obama card. Or okay. he gives good speeches, change we can believe in. I think a little bias is seeping in here. Uh, mm-hmm. Another example, I will be voting for the other candidate because I believe in more freedom, liberty, and self-reliance. It must be embarrassing to always live off the taxpayer teat like you do. Maybe you're a low-information voter. And this is from Plow Down the Wall, January 30th, 2014, before Trump had even said anything about a wall. Mm. I wonder what else Plow Down the Wall has said. That's with an exclamation point. <laughs> oh, he's a, this is the only thing Plow Down the Wall has contributed to the Urban Dictionary. Well, people seem to like it. It's the one that got voted up, right? I don't know. That's, That's how the Urban I Dictionary call. works. Wow. Yeah. Well, we have lots more to follow. We still got a couple minutes in this segment. But I do want to say to Mark, this is, you know, in the biz, they call this the tease. Mark, I'm going to tease you with the tease. Uh, we got a story here about Elon Musk blaming the Anti-Defamation League for 60% ad sales decline and threatening yes. to them. But okay. I want to say that besides dealing with that on the other side of the break, that I think it's important that we have to step forward. We as in Reigns and Edge and the Reigns and Edge community. Has to step forward to save X Twitter, and much to as, save them and, okay. save, and save social media and general. have already you're already halfway on board with saving MySpace.com for libertarians. I'm uh-huh. I'm perfectly content as as a non-libertarian, except for occasional self-interest. Uh, for non-libertarian to have. MySpace.com be a libertarian oasis of, of thought and, and ideas and, and community. And I, but I think if we can do that, then making ex-Twitter restored to the glory of Twitter, Twitter old, that we should take that upon ourselves to do. I well I think that uh, if, if Twitter serves us I think we should do it <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think well I think we have to serve Twitter to uh, serve, to get Twitter served ask not what Twitter can do for you <laughs> ask what you can do for Twitter to do it for you well I'm just gonna ask what it can do for me how's that all right well we will find out what it can do Twitter can do for mark what Twitter can do for Henry. By the way, Mark, how's your followers going on Twitter or next Twitter? I don't know. Uh, I thought you've gained a little bit since we've been doing Reigns and Edge. I know I've yeah, yeah. A bit.
1: I've got more yeah. and more people. Yeah, signing up. Sure. All right. So probably all you people, more than I, but yeah, I mean, yes, all the
0: people following us. Stick around. In the next segment, we begin the fight to save X Twitter. From Elon Musk, you're listening to Reigns and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network. Free Talk Live. Welcome to Reigns and Edge and a whole new era. Not on talk radio. Don't you laugh. Mark Ed. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even been introduced, and you're stepping all over, you're gosh darn laughing. And if you can see the video, he can't even bring his face to <laughs> The video screen, he's a bright red. This, I, I promise these people, <sighs> I promise the listeners, I promise the people, Mark, the people. Is this what that show is? Of the people, for the people, by two people. And then we we through the magic. All right, let me start this again. I'm going <laughs> to reset. We're not don't 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 stop your podcast. Don't pause us. I am mentally resetting. I am <laughs> uh, the ambiance is being reset back to where I started with the host of excitement here. I have unbridled excitement here because not only did I when we left, I said that Mark and I. I volunteered, Mark. Mark and I were gonna save X Twitter. And you know by the way, Mark, quick sidebar, not to get distracted. Some media calls it X Twitter. They they picked up on us calling it X Twitter. It was
1: I'm gonna I I think you should take credit for
0: it. Now people are just going X Twitter. So with that same spirit, the way we set the trend there, the way Reigns and Edge pioneered X Twitter as a handle. To reclaim social media for the people, for the people, we are reclaiming myspace.com. I said I was going to come back here and we were going to tell you how we were going to do- reclaim Twitter. We're reclaiming MySpace.com. I alluded to it. There was the germination of an idea. There was a seed planted deep in my subconscious that we would reclaim MySpace.com for libertarianism, even though I don't care about the libertarianism. I just claim about aggrandizement and self-glory. But I will be happy (laughs) if it helps you with your libertarianism. I will jump on board and ride your shoulders right up there. Echos here of this. I am so darn excited. I don't know if you could tell, Mark, but I. By the way, I'm Henry Raines.
1: and I'm Mark Etch,
0: and we are changing the world, one social media platform at a time, one decaying social media platform at a time. Elon Musk <laughs> thought he was killing Twitter. MySpace was already dead. Even Justin Timberlake, who is a lot cooler than Elon Musk, if not quite as rich. Couldn't bring back MySpace SpotCon, but we are well on the way right now. Get on board, be part of the pioneers. It doesn't cost you anything to be part of a movement, and we want you all to have a movement with us. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great one. So, Mark, I will, I will, I will catch my breath. I will let you be a part of this great moment. Remember this, well. I don't want to give away the magic of radio too much, but this is a pre recorded segment. So, at this moment in time, that will become live in a few hours, several hours over the airwaves. Well, how does it feel, Mark? How does it feel to be a part of this? (laughs) I I just feel
1: like an old person looking at uh, young people's music. I don't know any of these bands. Um, And I feel like this site is, uh, like the news of this site, it's hard to call it news when it's this old. Um,
0: Isn't it great? Yeah. Some of it's some of it's new, but some have of it's you read those stories about people that come home to their house after they've been away and people <laughs> are squatting in <at> it, <laughs> and, and then they try and get the law enforcement to get the squatters out, and the law enforcement says to the the people, "We'll have to find a story about this later." and 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 related to this because we may need to know this stuff in the future we're, we're we're virtual squatters that <laughs> from from above the whole the fold on this website
1: in the news section bikini kill detail 2022 summer tour written by marissa Whitaker in march 14 2022 so this isn't They'll close the run on September 17 in Redmond, Washington, but that's not September 17 in a few days. That's September 17 a year ago. Warping time and space. It's of the fold. I mean, it's not like I went
0: back for this. This is this is one of Mark Zuckerberg you know, like, wanted to be the master of the metaverse. We are masters of the MySpaceverse already. Look at this. Now, so got to bring – I got ahead of the people a little bit. So we we're going to I – w- I wanted to talk about how we were going to take some of the ideas. And Jeremy and uh, who else helped us last week? Uh, Mr. Bly, I forget his – was yeah, it Matthew? Yeah, Tony Bly. And his encouragement. He wanted us to get on Twitter and start doing – we can do some other features besides the, the weekly show. And, in fact, they may be more more groundbreaking, more cutting edge, more bleeding edge, the way we do it, um, about here. Well,
1: any news that we put up on this site is news, is actual news, because um, the, the, the earliest story, the most recent story I can find is from early
0: 2023. Okay. And there's not a lot of those. I'm going to... I apologize that I've got to bring myself back down because I'm so euphoric. And <laughs> it, it, it. Wait What's wrong with you? It's what? like you found it's like you found a, a treasure <laughs> as a kid. It, <laughs> it was just junk. <laughs> oh, you know, some people said it was just an old pot and pan and a spoon that was rusted in the backyard. But it became the leader of the parade right there, boy. So you you scoff, but we're gonna drag you right back into nineteen ninety five with this, and you are going to become a leader of that new era. It's back to the future, Mark. Yep. Uh, so anyway Ninth- Matthew Jeremy nineteen ninety five
1: when Biden and Trump didn't need diapers.
0: Way to sidetrack me! All right, <laughs> I'm there to, wanting to sit, tell Jeremy, Jeremy, the voicemail's coming. You, 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 you lit a fire. That's coming, Matthew. You lit a fire. We were going to save Twitter. Now we're saving Half of the social media universe, and, and in fact, we're we're resurrecting part of the social media universe because it looks that MySpace is officially um, not breathing. It, 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 it is flatlined here. Yeah. But, let's just go. So I said to Mark, and I said in the previous episodes, let's reclaim my space since it was so empty. So there was this little germination that we, I saw, that like what Mark just shared with you, that nothing's been going on since 2022. Uh, but I did check. It's still, it still seems to be active in any way. I wonder if I can play uh, this, this won't upset Ian, I don't think, because uh, I'm not going to really try and play any music. I'm just trying to see if there's any music that Plays. Well, that makes sense, right? We're not playing music. We're seeing if music plays. Uh, Where is the music? I got the I got the music in me right here. I uh, can't tell if it's playing or not. Uh, here comes the hot stepper. And all right, so it needs a little work here. Hi. Right. That could be the podcast. <laughs> I better go back to home. We're just going to start playing all over us in a second. Um, oh. I said, why not It don't looks
1: we- like we- MySpace is trying to be the place
0: for music, and they just gave up. Yeah, that was Justin Timberlake's idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, all right. we got uh, Matthew wanted us to do something on Twitter. I'm going to get the blue check mark. I'm going to okay. cave in to the richest man in the world, and we're going to give him the $8 a month so yeah. that we can do some life. And as a
1: registered Democrat, this has to hurt your feelings.
0: No. <laughs> okay. It'd hurt my feelings if you don't fork over your $4. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a 4 bucks. Well, I can spot it to you for a while. <laughs> And Buy a soda. We're going to change. When we start charging rent for MySpace dot com, what's four dollars? <laughs> <Right. laughs> All right. So we got that. We're going to have a Facebook Rains and Edge page very soon. Uh, we've already recounted the the distraction of a hurricane and two stray dogs. <laughs> That's getting resolved. We got, and now we have. And we need some videos. If we're get, if we're going to be on MySpace, we need videos. We're going to have videos on Twitter. X Twitter. Okay, that too. We can put them up over here too. We can we can do all we can cross market, Mark. That that's right. We're gonna be famous and stuff. Cross markety mark. <laughs> <laughs> I have a username. Now you can have a username. So by the way, any of you that have gotten so excited by my euphoria and already gone to myspace.com. My username is Rains Edge. Not to us usurp Mark Edge. But I needed something I could remember for the time being until this is done.
1: They assigned me Edge Mark as my username.
0: So there you go. But his, they did? Yeah. You, got a, you took an assigned username? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> you didn't. I See, I figured you'd do Edge Reigns so you could finally have top billing. <laughs> That's a great idea. Should have done that. I, I mean, I think you really deserve it. Um, especially in the the spot where nobody sees it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So what what we're doing there also says that we can cross promote from Facebook. So I'm. It says that yes. Yeah. It's, it, broken, it, it's Not ironic to me at all that MySpace wants you to use the second oldest uh, social media, the one right. killed it. <laughs> to. <laughs> To, cross to verify. <laughs> so, we're, but they seem to have taken the.
1: Uh, I mean, this is MySpace resurrected. They seem to have taken the old accounts and just swept them away.
0: They're just gone. Um, I mean, MySpace was terrible technology I knew how back. To find then. my old profile. I would, but I don't even think I. As old as my um, Yahoo email was, as people that can go back and listen to last week's podcast can find out. Um, I had an older. Email than that, I had like a Roadrunner before it became Spectrum Internet uh, email. That it was probably be, you. Look like you have a headache, Mark. No, no, I'm fine. Mark's rubbing his furrowed brow. <laughs> 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 Who's putting those? I'm right just, just right? waiting for my
1: opportunity to uh, compare the words spectrum and speculum.
0: Oh, okay. Well, please do. What is <laughs> well, best I got? Hey, how, hey, how about that Spectrum uh, Disney feud? Charter community. No, I don't know anything about it. Really? Yeah. Really?
1: I don't know. All right. Okay, so let's just table and, By hold. the way, your, your picture is frozen on the camera, so there you go.
0: Oh, that's not even a very flattering one. But we can uh, – we'll, we'll, we're almost to halfway through the segment. You can just stare Swap at the fence of – Boy, that is a terrible image of me. That can't be me. <laughs> That, that looks like I've been out walking dogs and sweating and picking up big piles of poop. And something I haven't done since the last dog. It's been decades. All right <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna move on here. I, what I will say is if you can find me on myspace.com, give me a shout out, DM me whatever they allow you to do. Reach out. <laughs> figured it out. I will find out more. I did not expect to be so far advanced on this. Yeah, right?
1: We're, we're, the, we're the big excitement over at MySpace.com. Somebody yeah.
0: signed up! Put up some new news! Justin Timberlake is going, What is that disturbance in the force? <laughs> I, feel, I feel coolness slipping out of my fingers. Uh, okay.
2: One yeah. wonders what he paid
0: for it. All right. So anyway, try that. We're working on all this stuff. Progress is being made. the 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 social media universe is being saved. The new forget the free state project. <laughs> it's the free MySpace project. We're going to go. Curious. We're going to go
1: hang out at uh, MySpace.
0: Yes. Yeah. We're going to figure this thing out. There's listen to music far too let me, young. Let for me us. click on connections see if there's anything here that tells me something important. So. Uh, you don't have any connections. Check out the Discover page to connect to people that and content that inspire you. So that's where people will go to find us: is the Discover page, which looks much like the other pages. <laughs> I don't like that, that foreboding. <laughs> let's, talk, let's let's <laughs> let's bring Mark up to date on this spectrum Charter thing. So, Mark, how do you do? You are, you are out of the country right now. Yes. I won't I won't geolocate you because um, I'm in Honduras. Elon Musk can see anywhere. Um, Oh, darn it. You 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 told him he's got the Starlink satellites all over the place and he's he's non-participating while he's participating in a war. All right. So, Mark, how do you do you watch any any American TV where you are?
1: No, I don't watch television. you watch no. any
0: American TV when you're in America? No,
1: almost never. I mean, I like, sometimes the series, the, the Marvel
0: series on Disney Plus I'll watch. Okay. Well, that ties in. So yep. you, 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 you're a Disney Plus subscriber. That's your story, that you're a subscriber. Yes. You're not sharing passwords. No. No, no you never do that.
1: I, I do have uh, Netflix, and I've watched Ted Lasso. Um, and no, that's on Apple TV, now, Apple TV, Netflix, like everybody, I've got passwords from other people to watch
0: uh, things on like one show on any given place. Uh, so that, that would be like me saying I watched Disney plus with my daughter's password. I wouldn't say <laughs> ever say that. And I think we get Netflix somehow too. I do have my own password to Peacock though. That's where WWE has their premium live events. They don't call them pay for you anymore. Because you don't pay. You're just part of the Peacock network. And uh, I have, what else do I have? NBC somehow worked something out with them. Yes. They, they, they pay them a whole heck of a lot of money. It actually saved me money. Um, or I, I get a better deal now if the NBC bought it. Because I pay the same thing. And I get Peacock without commercials. So I get all the other programming on Peacock um, for free in, in my Way of looking at it because I was already paying for the WWE programming. Um, so there, the way the cable TV works, and do you, you don't have cable TV at your mom's house. Yeah, um, she has. To, she has something like that. She yeah, she has spec, speculum.
1: Are you aware that the football season has started? NFL season. Well, when I look at the calendar, uh, it seems like it would be either uh, like somewhere around preseason.
0: No, the regular well, the regular season starts this weekend, and college football season has started. But the Bucks aren't going to be very good this year. The Buccaneers aren't going to be very good this year. Well, that's that's just a, a fractional part of the bigger conflict that's going on. Even the NFL is only a fractional part of the conflict. Um, it's also the U.S. Open for tennis is going on this past week and this current week. The U.S. Open always comes around Labor Day weekend. And U.S. Opens hard court, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Way to drop some trivia to make it sound like you're interested. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I am interested in the U.S. Open. It's my tennis is my favorite sport to watch.
1: What about pickleball? Well, it's it's kind of like tennis, but I'd rather play
0: pickleball. Okay. All right. So we got that. We got. Uh, all right. So Disney owns ESPN. ESPN Plus. It owns Disney Plus, naturally. It owns ABC. It owns some Jeez. other stuff. Uh, and the way... the Of course, it owns the regular over-the-top, over the as they say, affiliates, the broadcast affiliates, like your ABC affiliate that plays the ABC network stuff. Um, and your local news, etc. So they periodically they negotiate the prices that the cable company pays for their programming. So charter communication, of which Spectrum is one of its subsidiaries, there's a bunch of regional pieces of charter communication that have become become amalgamated. Um, So charter pays for the rights to Disney channels, not Disney+. Plus. But the Disney Channels, there's the regular Disney Channel and the Disney Channel Junior. There's the Disney Channel for a little bit older kids. Uh, It pays for ESPN. There's ESPN1, ESPN2, and there's about three or four other ones that come in the cable package that you can get. Um, And so that would mean that Monday Night Football, um, the U.S. Open, other football, some uh, college football, some very big college football games uh, are carried on ESPN. All so this that is all basically a Disney product. Yeah. All that stuff that was going to hit these two weeks, the beginning of the college football season, the U.S. Open, beginning of the NFL season, charters Disney says, well, we need more money. And Charter said, let me get us this straight. We are losing subscribers because they're buying Disney Plus and ESPN Plus and your, your other streaming services, so they're leaving us. You won't let us sell those services as part of the package to our subscribers, and you want us to pay you more money so you can move more of your better shows to the streaming ones, and therefore cause our subscribers to leave you. And the the charter said, how about this? We don't pay you anything. You don't put your uh, programming on our cable system, and we'll see who bends first. And while we're at it, we won't be paying you that money, and we will direct our subscribers to go to Hulu, which we own a piece of, and they can Mm -hmm. get their stuff streaming, and we'll sell more internet. We'll keep our prices for internet access where they are and not have to raise them to pay you more for your programming that draws our subscribers away. So it's a digital game of chicken. Yes. And the, the other cable systems and other uh, players in the field are waiting because you, you have T-Mobile is trying to move into the uh, tel- TV streaming delivery. T-Mobile actually has uh, wireless Wi-Fi, um, wireless internet, that you have the modem in your house, but it's coming down through the cellular towers. It's not cable. Really, in my opinion, Spectrum uh, probably has uh, a whole bunch of capital costs they're trying to recover, and they don't have the most uh, cost-effective technology and really not the technology that you would want to expand your infrastructure on like T-Mobile does. Now, there's more to that. You know, it seems seems like we may have to solve the uh, internet provider and cable industry while we're at it today, now that we've solved MySpace <laughs> and, and brought social media back to 1995. So, Is there another
1: decaying company that uh, appears to have no users, but uh, huge infrastructure? There are lots
0: of decaying companies that need our help, <laughs> but they're going to have to wait till after these messages. And Reigns and Edge will be back. Mark Edge... Henry Raines, changing the world, one decaying individual <laughs> time. It's Reigns and Edge on the Free Talk Live Network. I'm Henry Raines. I'm Mark Edge. And we are specialists in reviving decaying industries more abundant, <laughs> Dead social media carcasses. And that's why we're here to talk about MySpace.com, which we are done talking about for the moment, but more in the weeks to come as we, like Lazarus, like Lazarus, <laughs> <what we> <laughs> MySpace.com. Even if MySpace.com staggers out of the tomb wrapped in the burial cloth, it's staggering and it's moving, and you'll know who was responsible for it. And
1: we are. I got to say, to say to it's less people. like Lazarus. It's less like Lazarus and more like Night of the Living Dead. I mean, MySpace has been dead for. <laughs> they're beginning to decay.
0: It's less smelly than Lazarus because it's just digital. So if you're smelling anything on the revival of myspace.com, you better look for a fire extinguisher because something's getting hot in your computer or your phone. Okay. And then we're saving, we're not re- we're not resurrecting. We are saving. It's like we are laying hands upon Twitter, upon X Twitter to revive that. We are okay. we are enhancing Facebook, in times being, and we've got a lot on our plate, Mark, but we're up to it. I I want you to, uh, yeah, Mark is nodding. I've I've got him, I'm I'm like his, uh, Nick Saban, to his, let me be, let me be, uh, Dion Sanders, to my son, (laughs) Shadow.
2: I Don't know who these people are.
0: I know Deion Sanders is. Yeah, but anyway, they had it. Well, if you've been able to watch TV, you, you would know they had the they were the most watched football game on uh, Saturday's college football lineup on the daytime. Uh, Florida State had the most watched for the the week uh, the weekend, okay. but they were in a they were in prime time. It's interesting that the prime time coach Pro, coach prime coach prime time, is uh, in the daytime, and non-prime time is in the prime time. But and the other interesting thing, that, uh, there are many interesting things about that game. But it's, it's because, and I'm bringing this, I'm not changing the subject. This this is this is interrelated with us, Mark. Um, and it's not we're talking interrelated about it. because my parents used to have season tickets when Deion Sanders was a star at Florida State. And they were very... Your
1: parents had season tickets
0: to Florida State and you went to University of Florida? Uh, just for a little while. But I actually went to um, my first Florida State game At state. Uh, when I was in fourth grade. And if you've seen the stadium now, the big bowl, like lots of the big college bowls that hold close to 100,000 people, this had a chain-link fence down the sidelines like a high school stadium. And you could stand there right up next to the chain link fence and be, you know, spitting. I wouldn't recommend it It'd be spitting distance from the players on the bench there. Uh, it was like a very, um, it was like a top level high school football team. Now stadium, uh, mm-hmm. it pro- it was probably bigger. It probably held 30 or 40,000 people at that time, but, but the ends were open just uh, some bleachers in the end zone. Anyway, I digress. But the point I was making about that is Colorado, the university where, uh, Coach Prime went to, it, it, it is, play, is coaching now, was Coach prime born in 17 last season. They were the dregs of, uh, for a big conference team. And, it and like he, a- uh, his team beat the, I, uh, was it, um, the number 17 or was that LSU anyway they they beat a top 10 team i can't believe i don't i didn't remember the the name of who they beat because it doesn't really matter now cuz it's all about colorado now but it was 45 to 24 <laughs> they were the three touchdown underdog and they beat them 45 to 24 and had 9 million people watching it on tv but so they they hired coach prime Coach Deion Sanders to resurrect their program, but he's doing more than resurrecting the program. He's resurrecting the whole university because on ABC within the football, uh, uh game, they had a commercial for the University of Colorado. And you see that sometimes with these, you know, they'll be, a, whether they're in Florida State or University of Florida, University of Georgia, they get a commercial and they talk about what a great university they are and why every cool university student in the world wants to come there. Well, on this commercial, they go, it's a bunch of quick cuts of like faculty and students and buildings and things like that. And it's like a, a faculty member at you know, college of University Colorado, we have prime faculty. And the, somebody comes up a student comes up, we have prime programs. and we have prime this and we have prime that. And then the president of the university of the very last quick cut. We have a prime location. So it's prime, 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 prime. They have marketed the whole university. If it has 40 or 50,000 students. The university surrounding of Colorado this Colorado is being built on the shoulders of primetime Dion Sanders, the Florida state <laughs> uh defensive player that was a star that went on to play both Major League Baseball and the NFL and then uh, was coaching a uh, historically black college uh, university uh, last season, took the job at Colorado. When he got to Colorado, they had all the players already had. They had like 75 players on scholarship. And he went in his first address to them. He goes, uh, you all may want to check on the transfer portal. Because we got other players coming in that you know are—I don't know the exact words—but that are a whole lot better than you, and you guys aren't going to have a scholarship <laughs> next year. <laughs> for now, no. yeah, they're, 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 I think sixty out of the seventy-five, or sixty-five out of the seventy-five, are brand new players now. All right, but that Wait, they,
1: can they just drop? If if you give if a university gives somebody a scholarship for sports, can they just go ahead and drop it? Like that? I mean, that seems. Like, why would you do that? I mean, it.
0: Well, I it, think if you don't university
1: make the team, what's, you make if you don't make the team. Well, there's probably something. Well, I got that, but I mean, it's pretty cruel. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is this that? Let, let's you say that. You know. I don't care.
0: It's you don't need to be cruel when you do it. <laughs> You're um, your soft-hearted. You're the libertarian that's like, oh, market the market will solve everything. So what if some no. people get left behind? <laughs> no, I'm of the
1: opinion that you should do what you say you're going to do. And if you okay. say you're going to give oh, you somebody a scholarship. No, I haven't. Um, and and I'll bet you most of the people who signed them haven't either. Right. But And you can bet if they screw them, they know they can screw them. All I'm trying to say is, is that it doesn't cost a university much to educate a kid. Like, there's just not much cost to it. If there's one fewer kid in, uh, you know, junior level science or whatever, you know, pardon me if I don't know the, all the, the terminology, that it doesn't make a difference. Like, there's not, the margin so it's
0: basically free. One more student in a 50,000 person university is not great. Right. So just go ahead and honor the commitment. Well, Give them the that, education whether do they play football or not. I didn't I don't know that they didn't honor the the academic part. They're okay. just you aren't going to be on the team cuz you're just, not on the team compared to the guys that are coming in. And okay. so if you want to be on a team, you better look elsewhere. Makes sense. That, that makes sense you, sense. you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know the five or six that stayed, you know, they knew who they were and they they would right. probably fit in there but they probably got lucky <laughs> and which brings us to name image likeness you've been following that story of course right name, the name image likeness image. Uh, 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 compensation that uh, oh. college students can get yeah now some states are already writing the laws for high school students to get mhm now mel well. What,
1: what about coaches that uh, have universities that rebrand themselves uh, with their
0: uh, image he, and the brand? Doing just fine with his deal. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I bet he Don't is. Worry about him. He knows what he's doing. And he reads the contract or he has the right people read the contract for him. He has the right people read the contract, yes. Yeah. But that means, you know, a lot of these high schools here, in, especially in our part of Florida, in the large urban parts of Florida, you know, the high school football programs, and right here locally, again, hyper-local, IMG Academy pulls the best talents in multiple sports from all around the country. They have three football teams. All around the world. Three football teams at IMG, three high school football teams at IMG Academy. It's a high school. Oh,
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yes. But, uh, yeah. They they, they best a team for your level and then you know yeah. you, you you people aspire to be on the best team but they 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 have their, they have their own farm team <laughs> so, so all right they have a farm anyway, team for
1: their farm team but
0: but so there's already people scouting they, here they call it Wildcats football you know it's like little league for football yeah they have high school coaches scouting the kids that are grammar school and middle school age so they're playing in these and trying to make, to, you know, you get them to use school choice to come to their 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 school, their high school. Now, if they can actually. Well, IMG's like $60,000 a year. So they're
1: given uh,
0: scholarships like
1: that. Yeah.
0: If you're good enough, right? Right. And now think if you can get, name, it, you know, like they're not going to get a million dollars like some college kids, college players are now. But can you imagine if mom and dad can both get a new car? And you know, the $20,000 for your college fund and stuff from name, image, likeness when you, to get you to go to a particular high school. That's, nice, that's a business that someone that was had some expertise should start working on building. But I believe uh, probably IMG has their own uh, arm's length company that will do that for you. All right, Imagine so will, yeah. that all started with how we were going to resurrect Moribund. Uh, more abundant social media companies or social media platforms. The companies, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they do. We will, we will do that. Forced leverage buyouts. You know who can't be bought out by leverage? Hmm. I. Musk. Dash. I don't think they can because oh, it's a decentralized no. autonomous organization. I believe. Tell me if I misstated right. anything. No, no, it would take a no, majority no, vote to sell out. Not that there's anything to sell out because Dash is Dash, and I don't know what you would sell out. But um, if, if spiritually they sold out, they'd still have to have a majority vote of all the the spirituality of the de- decentralized autonomous organization. So let's hear. I
1: participated it. in these votes. So I know.
0: Well, good. And I hope you've held on to your spirituality, Uh, at least least the part that helps us. (laughs) But let's hear a little bit more about Dash right now. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org. Heard from Dash. And we're back on this. So let's talk about Elon Musk. Unless you want to have something more about resurrections or renovations or restorations or fixer uppers. Um, we're well, in the social media fixer upper business.
1: I guess my question would be this um, is, is like, are we going to keep an eye on this whole um, Disney versus Peacock debate that's going on because I'm curious now as to who's going to win.
0: You're trying to refer to something I actually talked about. <laughs> so, yes, that what's going to happen is I think the great beneficiary of this is YouTube TV because they have a heck of a sports package. They have all the things that a cable package has and they're cheaper, unlimited DVR. Um so I I at the pickleball courts it was the talk of pickleball on Monday, people that had tried to watch the U S open or tried to watch football and they couldn't get on, they couldn't subscribe to YouTube TV fast enough. And so once you actually have, see where I live, the homeowners association, uh, as part of our homeowners association fee, we get, uh, spectrum internet and cable. So it doesn't it costs money somehow, but it, it, our HOA fee is going to be, the same regardless, uh, right. whatever is coming through the, and we just got in, uh, I, I guess our HOA negotiators were tough cause we just got an expanded sports package. Uh, we still don't have the stuff that isn't on spe- spectrum right now, but I've had, uh, Google TV, I mean, YouTube TV for, I think since 2018. So I'm, I, I didn't want to give up on that. Uh, anyway. Uh, but that's that's what will happen. It'll shake itself out. The market. The market is smart, Mark. It it finds the equilibrium point. Someday I'll talk magic about, finger. Someday I'll talk to you about markets. And it's, it's little magic finger. <laughs> the, the magic magic fingers. Do they have <laughs> fingers in
1: a hotel room? I don't think so. And you probably don't want to stay at a hotel room that does.
0: Hi. Right. We were talking about social media. We're talking, let's talk about Elon Musk, because it all ties in. We're saving ex-Twitter for him, and this is what he does to undermine us. How you know he we're here, we're doing our part, and he's just shooting himself in the foot, shooting his ex-Twitter in its uh, digital feed, and Probably other parts of its digital body, too. Uh, Ex owner Elon Musk is threatening to sue the Anti Defamation League for defamation, claiming the nonprofit organization's statements about rising hate speech on the social media platform have torpedoed X's advertising revenue. In a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, see, they're not with it like us, but I just say on X Twitter, uh, Musk said, US advertising revenue is, quote, Still down 60%, saying the No, I think you said it went down as far as 60%, and it's slowly clawing its way back. Well, I don't know if uh, – who, who did I get this from? If CNN – I know people are skeptical, but this is the quote, and it, since it's written on X twitter it should be okay. easy to quote and not misquote. And well, what's the date? Mark, still down 60%, primarily okay. due to pressure on advertisers by – at ADL, Anti-Defamation League, and parentheses, that's what advertisers tell us. So they almost succeeded in killing X slash Twitter. So Elon Musk has even copied us by calling it X Twitter, where CNN hasn't caught up to us and is calling (laughs) it X formerly known as Twitter. But formerly known as Twitter. If he just would, just take a step back, Elon. Take a step back. Let us have the wheel. Uh, <laughs> Musk also claimed that since he took the platform over in October of 2022, wow, October 2022, so it's not even October 20. So it's 60% drop in less than a year. Scoot over, it's Lazarus. A good deal. <laughs> yeah, roll over, Lazarus. I think that might be a spiritual somewhere. The ADL quote has been trying to kill this platform by falsely accusing it and me of being anti-Semitic. You know, I don't know. That's well. I think that
1: ADL probably has an easy time convincing anybody who's not paying attention to Twitter that Elon Musk is um, anti-Semitic because they kind of have the the, the 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 they carry the baton in that way.
0: And they and have some data to, to, not to show that he's anti-Semitic. I don't think they've made that statement. They've said the platform has become anti-Semitic or a home for anti-Semitic. Oh, Let's how get- can that I quote well, you know, just just let me take this at face value first. Okay. I've been trying to kill this platform by falsely accusing it and me of being anti-Semitic. To clear our platform's name on the matter of anti semitism it looks like we have no choice but to file a defamation lawsuit against the Anti-Defamation League, dot, 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 oh, the irony. End of parenthesis. <laughs> you know, it's, okay. it's funny. Now,
1: um, the- I, I mean, didn't they kick the West back off for having um, the yeah, some symbol of some um, organization? I can't remember what it was, but there were a bunch of kooks that killed themselves because a comic came by. Um, and the, there's a stylized swastika kind of hidden in it. I mean, it seems like they're – I don't know. I mean, I don't know that much about it. I i don't
0: see a lot of anti-Jewish stuff. Oh. Well, how much are you on Twitter? Every day. Really? How yeah. How much time? Not much. Okay. All right. This is what I will say that, to agree with you to a certain point. I do agree. There's a saying, never try and change the opinion of someone whose livelihood depends on it. The Anti-Defamation League exists to protect the Jewish people from being defamed and picked on. So if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So they are going to find it where other people may not find it. But on the other hand, they may be really good at really finding it. This is what they said. ADL is unsurprised yet undeterred that anti-Semites, white supremacists, conspiracy theorists, and other trolls have launched a coordinated attack on our organization. This is referred to the hashtag ban the, the ADL. This type of thing is nothing new. The Center for Countering Digital Hate, again, similar organization, said the volume of hate speech on the website has grown dramatically under must stewardship. Now, this is how they measured it, because this is sort of of important on how they actually determined this. The CCDH found the daily use of the N-word. Yeah, the N-word, why don't we just say the most common slur for black people? Why do we create the N word like it's going to catch on fire? Is triple well? I guess that at some point another slur could uh, could rise up, and then you would be confused. Well, no, I but think it's right. the most common slur. When there's a more common one, they can we can re- re- revisit this anyway. Under Musk is triple the 2022 average. All allowed to use it, and who's not? All right, this, this will right, be a continuing. Ahead. You know, since we're going, it's going to take us more than one episode to say X Twitter. But let me just finish the data here. So the use <laughs> of players against gay men and trans persons are up 58% and 62%, respectively. The ADL said in a separate report, an uh, increase in anti-Semitic. We'll We'll go deeper into this. This is, this is important as we try and save the platform for the better, uh, as long as MySpace.com and all the other things that we're going to do to make the world a better place for the people. Uh, I do want to say here that I personally had some followers. I followed some conservative sites and more, more left-leaning sites and actually a lot of sports and other kind of sites. And since uh, Elon Musk has taken over, I get fed a lot of unsolicited stuff from right-wing sites that I, I'm not sure why because it didn't happen before that. Mark, you got 10 seconds for any last word. Thanks, to everybody. Uh, we're going to save my space.
1: <laughs> a friend of mine wrote a book, and, uh, well, I'm going to read an ad for it. Are you ready to explore a groundbreaking alternative to traditional state structures? Discover Entrepreneurial Communities, an Alternative to the State by Calvin Duke, available now on Amazon in three formats. Don't miss the chance to explore this well-researched masterpiece, available in paperback. Kindle, and audio book. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine read the audio book, too. It's not the best audio, but hey, you know, it's easier than reading. And that's available on Amazon. Entrepreneurial Communities, an alternative to the state, is a must-read for those seeking a new perspective on governance, efficiency, and individual freedom. You can grab your copy today and be part of the conversation that challenges the status quo and changes libertarianism forever. Entrepreneurial Communities... An Alternative to the State, available on Amazon, in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. Get yours today and explore a future beyond convention. Entrepreneurial Communities, An Alternative to the State, by Calvin Dukes. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.